Is the doc properly prepared for you today, Alex? I like the way you said that. How did I say it? Uh, it just it sounded like it sounded like you were. Um, how do I describe this? As if you didn't need to set up a doc for me. I didn't say like it. you were above above <laughs> like putting together a doc for me, the hardest working man in show business to set up the podcast. No, I didn't say it any any type of way. Here's what I will say. The amount of research you've done into this first topic is so far above and beyond what you've ever done for any of these <laughs> that I don't even have enough time to read it here. You've sent me over like 45 different links. I can't tell if that's a compliment or a diss. I'm saying there's probably an in-between where it's like... I can't tell if I'm laughing at the joke or if I'm running up on stage about to slap you. What's up, Alex? How are you, buddy? Oh, I'm good. Don't beat, like, don't beat on the desk. You like when I bang on the table? No, it's bad audio. Why? It's it's just how excited I am. Uh, all right, Alex. You just keep talking shit about, oh, you copy and paste into the talk. Oh, you job so hard. And then I'm trying to run a tight ship with good audio, and then you're up in here banging on shit and blowing into the mic. And Listen, we, we cover it all here on the pod. I know. This, this is this is a this might be this might turn into a Will Smith Chris Rock moment right This here. is a podcast unlike any other. <laughs> I think that's what the people have come to expect. Yeah, what people are hearing today is uh some some beef that's starting to brew. Oh, between us? Yeah. Oh god, one person has to set up the podcast notes. Ah, I mean, and set up the cameras and the microphones. One person is the <laughs> founder CEO of the company that uh one person sh- sh- should I should I have to do that? <laughs> one person has to <laughs> has to find the doc and and read it five minutes before the show. Okay, well, listen, uh, this people don't get it. You know, this podcasting stuff is, you know, I spent hours working on these takes. You know, all right, that's and fine. I need the doc at least day, at least a couple days, <laughs> so I can really deep dive into these stories. And really every week, them. every week before I hit this red button, Alex is like, "Where's the doc?" <laughs> and I always say the same thing. I say it's in Slack. Okay, how many times, at some point, I shouldn't have to ask where the doc is. <laughs> I know, that's what I'm saying. But no, the doc is never in my... <laughs> yes, it is. It's never it's in... It's always in Slack. Here's the thing, I always <laughs> I've ask, got receipts, bro. I always ask for it. <laughs> I, so here's the thing, I never ask you without looking in my direct messages from you and I, and in the front and center it's Slack channel. It's in the front, channel. And chan- front and center Slack channel every week. <laughs> I never. It's never there. I have to go scroll all, right. all the way up through it. I think maybe I'll have to put a graphic attached to it. Yeah, that says this is the show, <laughs> run of show. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I'll I'll take I'll take responsibility there, but it is in the doc. It, it is. It is there. <laughs> there is a doc each week. There is a doc every week, and I, yep. I try to share it on Thursday or Friday. You do not share the doc. On oh Thursday my god, dude! Friday. Look at the receipt on this last doc. I looked at it, and it is. I posted it right before I posted the Helvetica is a fuckboy video. So that was like. I think we need a new system. I think that's what we need to figure out here. And what I actually really love, Kevin, is I think in the like Legends Never Die, like so, some of the very first podcasts we ever did. <laughs> me and you like talking about the doc and setting up the doc <laughs> and sort of going back and forth about whose job it was to to sort of put all the stories in there no it's my job it's my job to put all the stories put stories in there <laughs> but i would say 
you know, if you throw a throw a couple stores in there, or, you know, every once in a blue moon, just uh, you know, throw a put a link or something. Or, uh, and we do, we share, we share it in the channel. What do you mean? I all the time. I'm constantly. I will. I will give there. you. I will give you props this week. You did put one story in the chat that we're talking about, but it doesn't. This is neither here nor there, Alex. It doesn't matter where the stories come from. It, it doesn't, doesn't. Nobody. Nobody's. Nobody's keeping track except for me. And well, guess what? No one cares. The listeners don't care. They just want to hear Kevin and Alex talk about the most important stories of the week. Kevin, did you watch the Oscars? No. I never would watch the Oscars, ever. Never in, in a million years. Yeah. And um, I would never miss the Oscars. That's yeah, did something I... did something big happen at the Oscars? Yeah, there was a huge moment. No way. Coda won Best Picture. They, there were three female hosts. Was there something else? No. Apple TV Plus is the first time one is Best Picture for streaming service to win Best Picture at the Oscars. Oh, I loved. Uh, shout out to Adweek for writing this article, but mm-hmm. I didn't read the article, obviously. But it was uh, the the big situation at the Oscars overshadowed Apple Plus winning its first Oscar. It's like shut the fuck up. Like that is the least important storyline that got just eviscerated by that incident last H- night. Hard disagree. This is the first time a streaming service has won best picture at the oscars oscars have been around for god knows how many years and it's always been film like traditional like uh movie studios and this is the first time a uh a streaming service netflix or google amazon hulu apple tv plus they're the first time that they best picture went to a streaming service that's That's, big time that's huge news i don't even know anybody who watches movies anymore I will say movies are done. Yeah, movies, movies, movies are, are movies are <laughs> fucking over. I I can't pay attention for two hours. You kidding me? Yeah, going to a theater to go to a place yeah. to go sit in like an uh, uncomfortable like chair with with highly overpriced snacks. Yeah, dog, my brain is fried from TikTok. I, no, I God like no. God I no. can't even fucking focus on anything. No. I watched Licorice Pizza. I had to rent it twice. Oh, you had to rent it twice. Was it good? <laughs> I liked it, but I could. I, I didn't finish it. You know, you have like forty eight hours to rent it. Movie so nice. You rented it twice. I mean, I just didn't make it through the first time, and then I liked it, but I just you know kind of fell asleep or lost you know lost patience and uh, attention span is zero, and then mm-hmm. had to wanted to rewatch it, and I was like, oh well, shit, I got to rent it again, <laughs> but still cheaper than going to the theater. I would have seen yeah. that movie in theaters. Yeah, but. Fuck it. What'd you rent? What platform did you rent it on, Alex? I don't know. Apple, iTunes, rental, okay. whatever. Okay. I've, been so, tr- I've been trying to watch that movie. But I, I liked it. Obviously not very I liked hard. it. I watched King Richard, Will Smith. You oh, ever yeah? heard of him? Yeah, I heard of him. He played uh, Serena and Venus Williams' father. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That's, that guy really, uh, he's, about, he's about family. He, in the mo- he protects his family at all costs. At all costs. That's what he does in the movie. Yeah. Hmm. Huh. And to be honest, would you say he's a method actor? I would say that he played the same. He played Will Smith. Like it wasn't some great acting achievement, even though he won uh, best actor for. That's it. a hot I, take. I just didn't think he was. I don't know. He wasn't great. And the movie was good, though. I liked how they didn't like make the whole movie about like the Venus and Serena Williams championship. Like it was all about. It was all through ve- the lens of Venus's story, really. Mm-hmm. And how she was this like superstar young kid, and Serena was the kind of younger sister. Um, and they the the end of the movie is basically like her first professional like match nice. as like a sixteen year old kid. Like it didn't get anywhere close to the fame and 
fortune of the sisters. That's cool. I feel like that's what people want to. Yeah, I thought I thought it was well done in that way, but Mm -hmm. and it's a good movie, but movies suck. Yeah, you know what I'll say about all the Oscar movies? Um, I I hadn't seen any most of them. I saw two of ten movies that were nominated. Not a single one of them is better than Is It Cake, the Netflix. (laughs) hit show about re- hyper-realistic cakes. Did Jackass get nominated this year? I mean, absolutely not. That's that's a travesty. That's the only movie you saw this year, right? <laughs> I think so, honest. <laughs> that's, I feel like I haven't seen... Um, that's the first movie I've seen in theaters since... You saw it in the theaters? Yeah, I saw it in theaters. I can't even remember the last movie I saw in theaters. Maybe like, um, maybe Parasite? Or like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I never saw that one. I saw Paras- Parasite. Great movie. Yeah, Parasite's a great movie. But so, you, I saw t- other thing, other big things happened there, right? Like the- nah, nothing really else. It was uh, Amy Schumer was, uh, and uh, Wanda Sykes and Regina Hall uh, hosting. It was pretty good. Nice, nice. Um, d- you, did you see that TikTok's going to uh, extend its length of the video so you can like post up to like 10, 20 minutes? What? Yeah. That's crazy. But yeah, it makes sense. I mean... I know people are going live a lot on there. Like people like literally live on TikTok live. It's kind of yeah. it's kind of weird. Yeah, yeah, it has a bit of that like periscopey type vibe, mm-hmm. right? Where people are just like watch me just like sitting in my bedroom in yeah, uh, they just like Kentucky. answer questions. Yeah, which I don't know if that's the platform the most interesting. I I t- I rarely click on that, um, but long form is interesting. Yeah, do you see maybe TikTok wins uh, best uh, picture at the Oscars someday? Maybe you never know. Um, Kevin, you, uh, you said, um, you have a, a juicy ass pre-show topic okay? and you didn't put it in the notes. So I'm scared and nervous and ready. I've got good news and I've got bad news. The good news, and you, you have to promise not to get mad at me cause I, I may be messed up a little bit. Okay. So the surprise topic, hold on. It's a surprise topic. Is this on the show? Is this a, is a pre-show yeah, topic? This is the surprise topic. Okay, it's a Kevin is uh, just holding up a box that says Chillolipop. It is a Coors Light flavored lollipop box. Yeah. So the good news is is that these came in the mail today for us. Great. Um, Wonderful. And I figured we could do a taste test. Okay. Um, a tough thing to do on the podcast, but you know, sure. At the end of the show, probably we each throw in a chill lollipop. No, I think you need a chill lollipop right now. Why? Because I'm because I gotta brace. I gotta brace you for the. Uh... Okay. You... I'm looking at the lollipop. They look like urine. It says Coors Light, <laughs> made for 21 plus. So is there alcohol in this? Um... It says made for 21 plus. I maybe there is. I don't know. There probably should be something they share. Do you think we're we're gonna try these things on in the beginning of the pod? Well, all right. So, so what's the bad news? So this is exciting. So the bad news is I accidentally ordered. I I I thought I ordered six lollipops, (laughs) 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 but I actually ordered six 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 packs of lollipops. And is that why it was thirty one dollars? <laughs> that's why it was thirty one dollars. Okay, that's um, hilarious. I, I recognize my mistake. Okay. Um, I don't know why I thought that they would be selling lollipops, uh, you know, loose loose lollipops. Um, but I guess that day in my mind when I ordered them, yeah, I was actually listening to the podcast. I was like, wow, I kind of want to try those lollipops they're talking mm-hmm, about. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Which are fucking impossible to open. I got mine open. Um. So maybe Coors owes us some marketing spend or something. I don't know. Because we paid $31 for six boxes of, of lollipops, of chill lollipops. The packaging is not very good. No, it's not good at all. And uh, how is the lollipop, Kevin? First review? Pretty good. I'm I'm pleasantly surprised. Okay. Well, it, describe the flavors for the uh, audience at home while I try mine. It's a little bit, like, creamy. Like, I don't know. I can't put my finger on the exact flavor it is. It's not really beer. So good news is these actually taste pretty good. And now I'm glad that I got 36 of them. (laughs) 36. Um, Yeah, the review is quickly that they taste nothing like beer, but that's probably for the best because they actually are quite delicious. Yeah, these actually taste good. They kind of taste like a cream soda. Yeah, cream soda. There you go. That's kind of the flavor I would uh, describe that as. Um, it's a good lollipop. I don't know if I need uh, six boxes of them, Kevin. No, no, so. no, no, no. It's it's a good thing because because the thing is, if these if I got thirty six of these and they were absolutely Awful. atrocious, yeah, that's bad. That's bad business. But I got thirty six of them and they're actually quite tasty. Mm. And so now you got to eat them. And we're we're gonna have chill lollipops just you know <laughs> on deck for whenever <laughs> whenever some high tension situations occur. Oh, that's a good idea. So on the podcast, right? Say this, you know, we're we're arguing over the uh, the pre show documents and mm-hmm. uh, where it is and who sets it up and how long before the show it gets sent to the the co host. Um, a chill lollipop. Yeah, is there. here you go. Alex. Here you go. Are you need a chill lollipop? <laughs> yeah, Alex, you're acting like a baby. Here's a chill lollipop. <laughs> that's what the PhD said. <laughs> he said, you know, those babies out there. You put a lollipop in their mouth and they calm down. Yeah, like they got it. They got it right. Mm-hmm. I feel pretty chill right now. Yeah. Um, it's, and these lollipops, fuck, like they're great. That's a good lollipop, I will say. Whoever is the uh, lollipop producer of of the chill lollipops is pretty good. Um, that of all the things that we've tried on the podcast, which is not nearly enough, um, maybe the best, maybe one of the best. Actually, good tasting, but packaging wise, looks legitimately like they thought about this, how this would look on the internet. How <laughs> like they cared about their assets. Oh, absolutely. The JPEGs, the story, the press release. And then execution-wise of this product, in um, it's just they just put a Coors Light sticker on a lollipop. <laughs> yeah, it's just. Did you see the package it comes in? Yeah, it's just like a shipper with just like Crumpl- random crumpled up paper that they yeah crumpled well, up office paper from yeah that office awful. that they don't probably use anymore. Well, thank you, Kevin. This is why um, I I'm, I'm so glad that you just have the corporate credit card and yeah. Just, so it's a blessing in the skies. Yeah, I will say though. I did have the thought today that we should be, I think every episode we should be trying something or at least a couple times, you know, once a month we should be trying things on the pod. So here we are. Now that's big brain thinking right there. The chill lollipop. So I will say I give you a bit of a green light to order things. I'll try not to order 36. Just don't order six boxes of them. Do we, where are they? I don't even see them. Did you hide them from me? Yeah, I hit them. I hit them under a box. Oh my God. There's there's two boxes. Yeah. So they, they came today and like, I was like, why is this box so heavy? Like, did they oh did they send like beer? Like, do they know who we are? Like, do they listen to the podcast? Like, are they trying to give us some like influencer box? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. no, I just fucked up and I ordered six six packs. Um, and well, you know, hand up, that's on me. Well, Kevin, you know what? I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Well, eat that lollipop. <sighs> you know what, Kevin? They're worse because I'm feeling pretty. I'm feeling You're pretty feeling chill. Pretty chill. Yeah. Um. That is uh, that is one of the worst promotions I've ever seen. But you know what? Hey, 
Good lollipop. Lollipops aren't bad. I'm not a big lollipop guy, but I think I could become a lollipop guy. You... It's a, it's a nice little like oral fixation. I feel like. Got it. Are you gonna host the podcast with a lollipop the entire time? Is that? I might. Well, uh, Kevin, you can continue to eat the lollipop while I do this quick little ad for How Design Live, the Dyline Conference, uh, happening May 22nd to 24th. Get inspired. Get connected. Get creative. That's the tagline. Yeah. For How Design Live and. Um, the thing that we're actually promoting is the Dialine Conference at How Design Live. So are, we allowed, how, are we allowed to spill our big news? Or yeah, I is think, it public? Yeah, I think I can spill the spill the beans. And uh, but first, you have to know that the Dialine Conference has advanced the package design industry in all forms by highlighting the importance and value of brand packaging. Now more than ever, it's vital for the industry to steer towards a more sustainable future. Dialine Conference places a heavy emphasis on eco-friendly design solutions, utilizing creativity as a tool for change, inspiration for a more hopeful tomorrow. Um, so Kevin, the Dialine conference is happening at How Design Live, May 22nd to 24th. As part of the Dialine conference, How Design Live partnership, there is the How, sorry, there is the Dialine Awards. Kevin, you and I have been talking about the Dialine Awards on this, uh, program. Kevin has just slid the lollipop into the microphone. It actually kind of looks like it works. So, I got big fucking breaking news. Put in the big breaking news noise. The Dialon Awards are happening at, 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 at in Boston. I believe the date of them is actually May 23rd. As you know, we've been promoting the, the Dialon Awards and as the, the world's greatest packaging design award show. And guess what, Kevin? They just locked down the two, the best presenters, hosts. Hell yeah. For the show. Who? Kevin, who is it? It's you, and it's me, baby. Kevin and I, the boys, the front and center squad, we're going to be hosting the Dialing Awards in Boston. We're going to be having, handing out these. Oh, yeah. Crowning champions. Just, just, just making a million D jokes. Slang and D. Slang and Ds all over the place. And uh, we're going to make the show a fucking blast. Yeah, it's going to be better than the Oscars. I mean, the Oscars, let's be honest, no one's talking about them. No. Nobody's, no. no one cares about the Oscars. It was a snooze fest. Nothing exciting happened. Barely any controversy whatsoever. Yeah, this is a, uh, this is a time for us to step in That's and say, right. how can we top what just happened, what we just saw? Yes, exactly. How do we go above and beyond that? So basically, we were asked by the lovely people at the dial to host the show. And so Kevin and I, we got to talk about what we're going to do for the show. But just know that we're taking this job incredibly seriously. Yeah. So get your work to pay for you to go out there. Yes. Chalk it up as a business expense. Perfect. Whatever the fuck you have to do to get your yes. ass to Boston then. Because we, we need a full house for that. That's right. Kevin and, and we I. Need, are... we, need our, we need our cronies That's right. in the front row yelling and screaming. That's right. Just show up. Just show up. Yeah. I mean, literally there's How Design Live, a great fucking conference, three days, amazing speakers, like incredible inspiration. Your work should pay for that, right? They should they should send you there because you're going to be you're going to learn. It's you've been stuck in your office or your office or your bedroom for fucking two and a half years. You go out there, you, you see people in the flesh. Yeah. Then you got the Dialine Conference, great speakers talking about packaging, really, really great lineup there. And now the cherry on top the Dialing Awards hosted by Kevin and Alex, the front and center crew. 
We're, are we going to wear tuxes? I don't know. We, we uh, probably we gotta figure should. it out. We got to figure it out. We got to figure it out. But we're going to do we're going to do it big. We're yeah. going to do it right. So May twenty second to twenty fourth, How Design Live, the Dialine Conference, the Dialine Awards will be there. Yeah. If you heckle me, I will cry. So don't do that. Yeah. Or if you come up on stage and you want to fight, Kevin will knock you the hell out. <laughs> yeah. If you're if if somebody comes up on stage, you're getting fucking dropped. That's it doesn't, right. doesn't matter. <laughs> on site. I don't care what I said to you. Yeah. I mean, Kevin, we're gonna have to probably rein it in. You know, we're gonna have to be on our best behavior. But I'll have a bunch of chill olipops in my pocket. Yeah. So cool. We're gonna be we're gonna be hosting the goddamn awards, and it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be funny, and we're gonna give out a ton of D's. Oh yeah. And so you're not gonna want to miss that. I guess that's that's the the thing you need to know is that Kevin and I hosting an award show. What could possibly be better than that? Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, get your get your work to pay for it. Yeah, good. Yeah, good. This is this is practical advice. Also, I think I may be doing an actual talk. I think, I think I can announce that. But I I may be speaking about Center and our work. So you're there's so many reasons to to sign up right now. Yeah, and I'll Done. be I'll be hanging out somewhere, and you can find me. And we yeah, can, we Kevin, can chill. Kevin will be there, and you you can you can have a chill lollipop with Kevin. Yeah. Uh, Kevin, the first topic of the day is maybe my favorite story of the year. Yeah. Yeah. I love it so much. It's, 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 you know what? It's not every week. We, we, we typically have great stories to talk about. Honestly, I think the show has proven Thank itself you, out over the years, um, or the year that we've been doing it. It's a There's, testament to the producer. It's a testament to the, the man producer behind the, the Google doc. That's it. There's a man behind the keys and that man is Kevin Vittori. He finds the best stories in the world. Sometimes the stories. They find us. Yeah, sometimes they find us. And that's the thing. Sometimes the story <laughs> just like is right there in your face. And dare I call it front and center. And it's this one this week. This is why we started this podcast is for stories like this that go on in the brand world. It is beef between Pusha T and McDonald's. Pusha T is on the side of Arby's. He released a minute and a half diss track that disses the filet of fish filet of fish Yeah, I think that's what it's called. Kanye called a fish fillet, but it's a fillet of fish. I think either. I don't. We're splitting hairs at this point. That's right. And so this came out of nowhere. I did not. There was no promo. Yeah. There was no lead up. It was just boom. You like Arby's push a T graphic on this fucking screen, and then fucking just, just a minute and a half of fucking flames. The hardest diss track about this, a century. Uh, the hardest diss track I've heard in a long time aimed at a fish sandwich. Yeah. And the there's a little backstory here mm -hmm. in that so it didn't just come out of nowhere. Pusha T um, has long been known to me and like maybe like twelve other people as the writer and architect of I'm loving it. Allegedly, there's some discussion about you know maybe mm -hmm. the level of his involvement mm -hmm. and. Yes. You know, I'm, I'm not here to question. I don't, I'm not, you know, yeah. I don't we know. We weren't there in the studio when this happened, but apparently Justin Timberlake was the one who sang the famous jingle mm -hmm. and it, you know, some sort of ba-da-ba-ba-ba, I'm loving so it. So in the doc, I have mm -hmm. a link that is the full, like Got it. full I'm loving it. Okay. Do and you want to put I'm, it in the I'm podcast? Pretty, yeah, I'll put, or maybe not in the podcast. Oh, we'll see, whatever. But I believe Pusha T is on this track. Got it. And this was sort of part of a global McDonald's yeah, let it campaign. Yeah, let, let it run a little bit. Is that Pusha T? Yeah. 
It kind of sounds like Pusha T. Yeah. I, mean, I that, can't put my finger. I, I think it like, you know, it's like a 2003 rap voice. Young guy finding his like, you know. Yeah. Tone, but. I think that sounds like Pusha T. And it's. Yeah. So he created. So he writes this rap. The first line says, I'm loving it. And then later, I'm loving it turns into the slogan for yeah. McDonald's. Some say an ad agency in Germany came up with it. I'm loving it, but I don't. We'll let's just we'll give it to push. We'll, let's give it to push a T here. And apparently, he has a little bit of word is bond. Yes, apparently. So this happened almost 20 years ago. Yeah, 2003. And so Pusha T has been long upset with McDonald's because apparently he wasn't paid enough or he doesn't feel like he's given enough proper credit. Yeah. I mean, he probably signed a bad deal. Like, Yeah. Know. Who knows? It, it, allegedly, he made a million dollars, which like to me is kind of like, well, that, that seems like a lot, but like they use that campaign. I, they probably still use that campaign today. To be honest, I don't care who... Like if Pusha T wrote the "I'm loving it," or if he was the the wrote the campaign or the lyric or whatever, I want to know who was the creative person that pitched this idea that they should get Pusha T to go after McDonald's and sort of cause beef and to create a diss track. A very smart person. That's the person who I want to give credit to because that person something tells me it's an ad agency, but it could could be some internal someone who just like thought this was a good idea or came up with this idea. It's pretty unclear in all the articles I read about where this idea came from. Hold on. Before we get into it, can we just can we play the disc Yeah, track? play it right now. I'm the reason the whole world love it. Now I gotta crush it. Vallejo fishes. Then you should be disgusted. How dare you sell a square fish asking us to trust it? A half slice of cheese, Mickey D's on a budget. Arby's crispy fish is simply it. With lines around the corner, we might need a guest list. Eggs is stage left, the sandwiches taste fresh. A little cube of fish from a clown is basic. Say less, this argument is baseless. Drowned in tartar, that filet fish is tasteless. See, Arby's only deals in the greatness. I bet the house on it like it's Vegas. Look. I could sell water to a well. How could you ever think I'd fail? Yeah, the crispy fish sandwich blazing trails. The mother clown's just too frail. Yeah, if you know me and you know me well, all fish is gonna tip that scale. This is a paid advertisement brought to you by the unrivaled, the unparalleled Arby's. The beat is fucking flames. I know. One thing I also got to say, the lyrics on the screen mm-hmm. only intensify yeah. how dope this is. Because you, like, know, you know they like, they want to like, oh, well, let's film, like, let's film yeah, it. And yeah, then he yeah. was like, nah, like, you got to yeah. pay me. You got to pay me more for that. And they're like, all right, fine. We'll just do it. We'll just do, we'll, we'll, we'll just put the lyrics on the screen. screen. I mean. It's a good I, video. Like, they, it's a no, good it's job. a well-produced video. I'm the reason the whole world love it. Now I got to crush it. Flayo fish. fish is trash or ass, and you should be disgusted. Half a piece of cheese, Mickey D's on a budget. How dare you square? How dare you sell a square fish? Which never thought of how this was a square fish, but half slice of cheese. Say less. The argument is baseless. It's such a like a push it. I feel like he uses that like baseless. Yeah, and, yeah, it's so good. 
oh, he's coming after the sauce. Yeah. Drowned in tartar, that filet fish is tasteless. Yeah. Hey, he's uh he's spitting some fucking bars here and I mean crack reference? Pretty sick. <laughs> Our fish is gonna tr- are gonna tip that scale. This is the best thing that has happened in in branding. Probably forever, in, yeah. In in such a long time. When I first saw the story, I was like, Oh fuck this. This is so stupid. I no. can't believe Yeah. I can't believe my eyes are reading this right now. Yeah. And then it just came through and delivered. Like dropped yeah. the fucking heet. Like brands making fuck, songs, fuck fillet of fish. Oh, agreed. Yeah. I, to be honest, I've never had. Have you ever had a nah, fillet fish? Fuck that. I kind of want to have one now because I kind of like. I'm so intrigued by this whole. Are thing. there even Arby's in New York City? Like, can we DoorDash one? I don't think you could. I don't think. No. Listen, I don't think we should DoorDash one. I yeah. think that's a mistake. I think DoorDashing a, f- a fried fish sandwich is always a mistake. Yeah, I think that's particularly gross. One thing I will say though. I, I don't know if this sandwich if this video makes me want to get an Arby's fish sandwich or makes me want to get a filet fish more. I kinda wanna get a filet. It's like so intriguing that this this dish exists. I just need I kinda want a filet fish sandwich. Damn, that was a fucking bar. I, I don't know. I just I really <laughs> I, I, I We got a rapper on the mic. I just uh, this thing it makes me so happy because I think brand like when brands do songs like this, like we talked about the craft singles, like mm-hmm. uh Khalees song a couple weeks ago and you liked it, and I was like it just makes it just makes like it makes me cringe. It's very cringy yeah. to do like songs about products or beef against another you know restaurant. It's all cringy. This this is just fucking dope. Like I'm so here for this, and like that filet of fish sandwich just got fucking put in the ground. Yeah, it did. Like it's never it never comes back from this. I don't yeah. I, I don't know how it could. The funny thing to me is like also the. Arby's fish sandwich, like side by side, oh. doesn't even look that much better. Also, like, it looks the exact same. Like maybe yes. it's fried a little better. Yeah. Like maybe the bun's better. Like no. the cheese on the fish sandwich never really made sense to me for McDonald's. Um, yeah, it's. A good I don't know call. if that really like. I've never seen fish on a. I've never seen cheese on a fish sandwich. I bet it's good though. I bet the sandwich is good. I oh, I, it probably honestly, is. Like it's, it's a, just fish smothered in mayonnaise sauce. So you know, should, I'm yeah. there. No, I'm sure it's delicious. But goddamn, this fucking track was hard. Also, Arby's. Have you? Are you a fan of Arby's? Uh, I mean, I'm not like a ha- Arby's hater. I don't really eat fast food anymore. Yeah, I. Think, but I had like when I was a kid. I had. I was. Really? I was all about the beef and cheddar. Really? Yeah, that shit fucking. Rocked my world. Really? See, I'm not a I'm not an Arby's guy. Their hash browns, their hash browns were great. Their turnovers really? were great. The curly fries, like, were cool. I appreciated I like them. I, like I, I wasn't a big. I was like, I never really liked them that much. Yeah, but I was all about that beef and cheddar. Really? See, I'm I'm not a big Arby's guy. I don't. I never really had it much as a kid. I remember having it like kind of for the first time, pretty old, and I just, um, yeah, just yeah, it that, just felt gross. That, to me. That's something you need. Like that's something yeah. like a. You need to have as a kid, yeah. And like, you just like don't even. No, you don't even no, register no, like what you're putting in your no, body. No, no, no. I mean, I think. I mean, we've talked about fast food on this program quite a bit. I, I mean, Wendy's, McDonald's, Burger King, uh, Taco Bell, KFC, literally all of those for me come above our. Oh, you like, like Wendy's? I'm not falling for your fucking <laughs> things, Kevin. Um, yeah, I, I all those brands I'm putting I'm putting higher. Uh, like Arby's is gross, but to be honest, this 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 
this video, this Pusha T, Arby's, McDonald's, this. Are you going to go eat Arby's now? No, I want to eat a flame fish. I told you. I don't know why, but I just. Damn, I, reverse I, psychology. It just worked. I just, I don't know. I mean, it, this is a, this this whole marketing thing is, is oof. I mean, it is, um, it, I don't know if it's working, but I'm, I'm, I'm obsessed with it. Yeah. It's the best in the world. I mean, Pusha T went really hard on this track. Yeah. I, goes to I him. salute him. Credit goes to him. Like this is a masterpiece. Um, yeah. and even though it is kind of a dumb like brand thing. Yeah. You know, I think we can all respect yeah. some good fucking bars over a hard ass beat. Yeah. This crispy sandwich blazing trails. Them other clowns just too frail. Mm-hmm. Oof. If you know me and you know me well. Our fish is gonna tip that scale. <laughs> like what? Oh, that is amazing. Like that's, that's so good. That's so gangster and so Pusha T. And like somehow Pusha T, like <laughs> drug dealing rap superstar, does a Arby's beef diss track, and it doesn't make him seem lame. No, like he doesn't come out looking like a sellout. Well, I mean, to us, like, to us, we're like, you what? know, you don't, you don't think uh, this is. I would say that maybe some people in the industry are like, "Oh, that's kind of that's kind of weird." But also, like, he did it well and he got the bag, so fuck it. Like, yeah, who cares? I think also the back- can't be hating on a bag. No, but also I think the backstory helps a lot. Where he's like, "I have this vendetta against McDonald's, and I have this like twenty year beef with them, and you know me from doing some you know some great diss tracks like uh, the Drake beef, you know <laughs> stuff. So come, come bring Pusha T and fucking." Bring it, and then the song, the beat, everything works. One uh, last thing on, on yeah. Pusha T, real yeah, quick. This is we're gone too long. Um, is he? Isn't he affiliated? Isn't he like some high position in Kanye West's like good ass music, good music, or whatever? He used, com- he used to be like the the chairman of the the record label. I believe okay. is he? Because yeah. that that'd be an interesting like you know conflict of. We got oh, Kanye with McDonald's, Pusha yeah, T with Arby's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this is Kanye gonna come out with a diss track for Arby's next? Oof, are they man. is this like are they you know is this one and the same? Like are we are we being manipulated here? Uh, Kevin, it's a great point, but uh, Pusha T left Good Music where he was the president earlier this year. Ah, so he's been there since 2000. He's been the president since 2015 and and left good music damn all um, right this this year so he is no longer with uh his contract is over over i think before we close this topic out i think you need to read what our what our main man patrick schwing said so one of the things you know we love on this program is talking about uh uh quotes from press releases from marketing yeah we love it when they give the cmo the mic yeah so push a t just drops the hottest disc this track um in the history of fast food sandwiches Bar none, not yeah, for sure. And so then, you know, you got to get an article about this. And where does this article come from? Rolling Stone or Adweek? This is this this got around the internet. This is this is a huge story. Because and so you got to talk to Arby's chief marketing officer, who goes by the name of Patrick Schwing, which is just feels like a Wayne's World. Yeah, go ahead, do it. Yeah, do it. Alex. Quote: We have this maverick spirit, and that's consistent with the authenticity of our brand which gives us pretty broad latitude to participate in unexpected ways. Wow. What? What? We talk about Pusha T being a lyricist. Let's give some props to our boy Patrick, Patrick Schwing. Schwing. He said, we have this maverick spirit consistent with the authenticity of... We're talking about Arby's. Yeah. 
And that gives them pretty broad latitude to participate in unexpected ways. Basically, we will do whatever the fuck we we did. <laughs> like like get, like saying that this was part of the this made any sense for the Arby's brand because they they, they are they have the maverick spirit. We've got the meats. We can do whatever the fuck we want. We think he struck the right tone in this one. <laughs> I wonder if they gave him notes. They're like, hey, Pusha, this is great, but can you bring in something about the cheddar, uh, the slice of cheese on here? Uh, You didn't really hit him on the cheese. Um, Make no mistake, we're drawing a comparison between us and them. Thanks, Patrick. And we think we're better. But we also think that it's not mean if you're right. Damn. Damn, bars. Can we, uh, are we going to live by that? It's not mean if you're right? I don't think that's how being, being a bully, like, I don't think you're allowed to be mean just because you're right. I don't think that's how it goes. Well, Patrick Schwing seems to disagree with you, Alex. This quote keeps going. I got more. We're trying to sell a product and make sure that we draw that distinction, but we're also doing it in a fun way with an unexpected twist. At no point did we think it went in a direction where it was anything but having fun about a fish sandwich. Does that feel like he's maybe covering, uh, not covering up, but like sort of uh, trying to justify the fact that you know maybe maybe Pusha T went a little too hard? Ah, who cares? I mean, I like mm-hmm. sure whatever yeah. you say, Patrick Schwing. I will say that Patrick Schwing, um, CMO of the year, bringing that Maverick spirit to Barbies. Yeah, biggest biggest win in his career since he changed his last name to Schwing. Uh, <laughs> Patrick <laughs> Schwing, you are CMO of the week, presented by Front End Center. Uh, moving on, Kevin. There's a a new video that is uh going going around the internet. It's from the same people that brought you, uh, the Moldy Whopper. Do you remember that? I do remember that. Yeah, the Moldy Whopper was that sort of Brazilian. We got a bunch of uh, fast food topics today. Yeah, yeah. So this is in Burger, uh, uh and a story for the brand Burger King, uh, specifically in Brazil. So they had a campaign a couple of years ago that had won a bunch of awards at you know Cannes and all the sort of creative industry uh sort of awards that was essentially a very beautifully shot moldy whopper. And the point of it was that it's moldy because it's real. And Mm -hmm. if you left uh, famously, I think if you leave a Big Mac out in, uh, you know, in the sun for a million years, it will never get moldy. It will just sort of like at some point just change color or not change color, but just like will slowly disintegrate, but doesn't actually ever get moldy. And so the idea was that they do not use artificial preservatives. So therefore, showing a moldy whopper while disgusting looking mm-hmm. makes a bold, provocative point. Yeah, about the and, you know, I, I guess it did. So they're back trying to outgross the moldy whopper, and this time they are drawing the comparison between their chocolate soft served ice cream and poop. Mm-hmm. So as one would, as one would. So there's a. Very well shot video of a swirling soft serve machine set to some really nice music. And at some point you realize that this does indeed quite look a lot, not just like poop, but like the poop emoji. Mm -hmm. And then the ice cream sort of turns around and the poop has the emoji eyes on it. Yeah. Confirming that um, it is indeed uh, what you think it is, but it's actually to say that the product in the ice cream and desserts at uh, Burger King are 100% free of artificial ingredients as well. Yeah, uh, the ice cream looked like poop, and there's no bad thing in the ice cream. It's it's not poop. 
Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful, Kevin, the way you said described that perfectly. Yeah. Um, it's better to look like poop on the outside than to be stuffed with lots of bad ingredients on the inside, Rodrigo Chavez, creative director at David Sao Paulo, said in a statement. Because I, I feel like this has come up before. Yeah. And anytime it comes up, it's like it just brings me back to that Nathan for you episode. Oh. Uh, poop just, flavored. Yeah, uh, poop flavored. Frozen or, yeah, frozen over. Mm-hmm. And uh, is this that original? No, but no. You know, it probably takes a lot to get Burger King to like, you know, make their make the comparison between the, their food and shit. So yeah, I guess shout out to them for getting. Yep. Shout out to that agency for like. Yep. You know, getting Burger King to be like, oh yeah, that's cool. Like let's let's do that. It, it smells like they were trying to run it back a little bit. You know, you have this big, huge, award-winning campaign. Just, you know, I remember seeing it on LinkedIn. Everyone mm-hmm. was like, oh, my God, this is how you do advertising. And this is the, you know, this is genius. And just just a provocative image. And some people are like, this is gross. I don't want to see moldy Whopper, you know, yeah. food. It's just like, it, 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 it's uncomfortable. It's controversial. It gets the people going. And uh, that's good yeah. marketing. This feels like maybe it doesn't do this that. It seems a little gimmicky. I gimmicky, agree. yeah. And I think the tie between the fact that like it looks like poop, but it doesn't have bad ingredients on the inside, mm-hmm. that's a bit of a stretch to me. But I will say the video was shot really well. Oh, yeah. It's a... It, it's a, a great video. It's a beautiful looking video. We'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, put it in the show notes. And it does use the new identity system from JKR in a really beautiful way with the new uh, typography. So I will say visually it's a nice looking ad, but conceptually I don't know if it hits quite as hard. All as right, here's a free concept for Burger King here. Hit him. On the ice cream front. McDonald's, you know, not to pile on. They've They're having a tough show. They got dunked on by Pusha T, but McDonald's is notorious, notorious for having broken ice cream machines. Mm. So let's create a campaign around ice cream machine not broke at Burger King. Are you following me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where's where's what's where's what's the idea? Uh, It's just you go up to the drive-through. Yep, and you say, "Can I get a soft serve ice cream?" Mm. And the person says, "Uh." Ice cream machine, not broken, and then they give you the cone. Sick, dude. That's brilliant. How did where you're just using? I'm using just all your big brain thinking here today. While you were talking, though, it made me start to think that like I want more wrap beef. I want more beef between brands, like fast food brands. Like I, I want, yeah, yeah. I want like Burger King to get inspired by this Arby's beef, and then hire like some other rapper and who would, go after who would McDonald's. be the Burger King rapper. Yeah, it's a it's a good question. Uh, Fabio Foreign, I don't know. Like, who are we, who are we gonna get? Like, I I, I don't know. Um, yeah, off the off the top of the dome, it's it's tough. I'm, it's, I'm thinking maybe like Paul Wall. Oh, Paul Wall. Yeah, I think we go. Um, I think we just or I want McDonald's to clap back. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think like they they did the commercial with Kanye during the Super Bowl. They're not Kanye's not gonna do a a, a fast food diss track. But How, what if? But if this becomes a trend, and we go on full out rap battle, fast foods going after each other. Oh, if you want to push brinksmanship, I would say you get Carl's Jr. Mm. to get to get our boy Pete Davidson okay. a deal. 
Pete Davidson starts running his mouth on mm-hmm. Carl's Jr., yep. then you activate Kanye from McDonald's, Yep. and then chaos ensues. Yeah. I mean, listen, I'm, 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 I'm still, my brain is, uh, you know, uh, it's still in the Arby's push a T beef like that. To me, that's the best thing, you know, and, and it's just, I don't know. It, I want, I want more of it. I want another push a T. They should, he should start going after fucking Big Mac, go after fucking chicken nuggets, go after, go after quarter pounder. I want, I want push a T to keep fucking, I want more push a T Arby's districts. Part of me was just like on a whole album. I'm, Arby's probably can't afford to to keep bankrolling Pusha T on their payroll to be making beef wraps. But yeah. remember that article like two years ago that was yeah. like Arby's buys Buffalo Wild Wings for four point five billion dollars. Did then, that happen? And then everybody was like, "How the fuck does Arby's have four point five billion dollars?" Yeah, that did happen. There's more Arby's than you think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's a lot of restaurants. Let's see. How many restaurants are there? Okay, moving on. Next story uh, is the Die Line Story of the Week. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> so, Kevin, on March 24th, Pepsi kicked off the sweepstakes on social media, giving the fans to win their very own six-pack of a new collaboration between Pepsi and could we call them fast food? I think not fast food, but fast food adjacent breakfast spot, IHOP. So IHOP and Pepsi are collaborating on a new type of Pepsi, maple syrup cola. Mm-hmm. And uh, you ready for another quote? Yeah, hit me. With for another chief marketing officer, Todd Kaplan. There's truly nothing quite like the indulgent taste of Pepsi maple syrup cola. Sweet maple syrup blended with the refreshing taste of Pepsi cola. We couldn't be more excited to partner with IHOP on this special initiative. As it isn't often we get to bring together two iconic brands to satisfy the cravings of pancake and Pepsi lovers alike. We can't wait to celebrate those who have an unapologetic love of pancakes by giving the limited edition cans to 2,000 fans to hashtag show us your stack online. <laughs> hashtag show us your stack. <laughs> I hate this. I hate this so much because one, like, no one wants maple syrup cola. Like I would be curious to try it, Alex. Yeah? I'm just throwing it out there. But you'll catch me fucking dead before I post a hashtag <laughs> show us your stack. Like what unless it's like I mean, I don't even I'm never even gonna go there what I could show mm-hmm. yeah. what what my stack would be. What the fuck? Like, yeah. What does it even mean? Maybe Is it like a what, stack of pancakes? Show us your stack? Is that what they're asking for? Yeah, that's what they're asking for, Alex. And I think you know, you, you kind of had me with like maple flavored cola, and I was like, oh, you know, that yeah, thing, like, yeah, sugar on sugar. Yeah, it's kind of hard to get me like interested in in tasting a soda, but I was kind of like, oh, like you know, I'd probably pick it up at the bodega if I saw it. But uh, the fact that it's the sweepstakes and they're only giving like two thousand out, like, yeah, what the fuck is that, Pepsi? Like, it's not like when you could couldn't afford the big run, like, I guess they trying to create that not scarcity. A, like, what not are you, what are you doing? Cared um, because. No one wants sugar flavored sugar. Like, it doesn't make it more. Sh- it's probably not double sugar. Yeah. It's like, you know, the meme where it's like, guys will do anything to avoid therapy. <laughs> it's like, Pepsi will do anything to avoid being healthy. Like, this is. What are you. T- 
Like no one, no one wants maple syrup flavored cola. They want like good tasting, better ingredients. Like they don't, they want Pepsi's avoiding anything to be healthy. What are you talking about? Like Coca Cola and Pepsi are like the same fucking thing. They just released a Starlight. Yeah, that shit is delicious and mysterious (laughs) and incredible. This you is are fu- such a cokehead, bro. This is fucking trash. Pepsi sucks. Their fucking marketing ideas are trash. No one fucking, no one drinks co- cola with pancakes. Get out of here. This I is- think people probably do. You think someone goes, rolls up to IHOP and it's like, let me get a pancake, uh, a, a stack of pancakes and, uh, and, 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 a, and a Pepsi? Yeah. I mean, as a part of the thick community, I feel like I can say this. Do you know how many fucking fat people there are in America? I mean, listen, Kevin, I, I, I really I appreciate that you are willing to speak on behalf of all the fat people in this country. But like, that's not that's not where the brand should be catering. Where should they be catering? What are you talking about? These are just like arbitrary. Like, yeah. If we're, this, if we're, what do you think this podcast is about? If we're pairing it back, like they shouldn't be catering at all. They should be eviscerated off the earth because they're not bringing any good. And so should Coke, and so should fucking any other big brand soda. Like, it's just evil. Yeah. Well, Pepsi, this comes after the heels of Pepsi uh, X Peeps, Cracker Jack Pepsi. And then we didn't really talk about, but Pepsi Nitro was something they launched last week, which I will give them some credit for. I actually think that Pepsi Nitro is a little bit interesting. It sort of uses different types of bubbles and creates sort of a more creamy, yeah. more sort of like interesting type of Pepsi, which is like the nitrogen. Nitro cold brew, baby. Yeah, it's like cold brew cola. I'm a little bit here for that. I think that they really one-upped Coke on their Coke coffee. And I will say I had Coke coffee. I, I enjoyed it. I yeah. thought it was a really good drink, but... I'm I'm I have some high hopes for this Pepsi Nitro, Nitro draft. Yeah, I'm kind of into it. That has like a little widget inside, like uh, Guinness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm kind. Of, I'm I'm intrigued because I think that just slapping two brands, Cracker Jack, Peeps, fucking you know Starburst, whatever fucking brand you are gonna you know put in your cola. I'm not necessarily like get out of here. This is interesting to me, like a nitrogen infused cola. I just want to try it. And I think that should be. Um, I'll give them some credit for that. I don't think we talked about it on the pod. I think it was like one of the stories that like fell yeah, off the list one week. Got, yeah, it got bumps. <clears throat> so I will say, dial in a story of the week. Pepsi IHOP. Fine, you get some points for being sort of a. You have a cool visuals where they have like the syrup being mm. poured onto the Pepsi. Um, the packaging is kind of cool with like the syrup coming down from yeah. the top. Like I'll give them a couple points there. I just don't think anyone needs this or wants this. I, and that's only, that's why they're only doing 2,000 cans. 2,000 cans is like literally that is so few cans. You, you know, know, Alex, you know I want this. Yeah. I want to, I would try this. Well, uh, you know, we got a hashtag show. Them I got to show them my stack. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so hey, uh, Pepsi wants to see my stack. <laughs> <laughs> How could that possibly go wrong? Kevin, <laughs> Um, I don't know. I'm going to check the hashtags today. Yes. Okay. Last story of the week, Kevin, comes from Ad Week. Um, they are gushing all over Ryan Reynolds because Ryan Reynolds is here with another great commercial where he is promoting uh, something called One Password. Kevin, there's nothing fun about cybersecurity. Yet, for the everyday person who's relying on tech, getting a handle on it is essential. So how do you capture the attention around an issue so important as passwords, but seemingly so dry? Two words for you, Alex. Ryan Ryan fucking fucking Reynolds. Reynolds. 
Jesus Christ, bring in Hollywood superstar advertising visionary Ryan Reynolds. The Canadian actor stars in his first ever ad for Password Manager Service 1Password. Honestly, I need to just get this off my chest. I hate Ryan Reynolds. I think he literally plays the same role in every single movie. He's, yes, is he handsome? Sure. But is he a good actor? No. And stop trying to create this fucking narrative that he's a creative visionary. Stop it. Stop it, Adweek. Stop it, Adage. Stop it, Adobe. Like, stop making Ryan Reynolds this fucking genius marketer. Yeah, just find somebody else. He he made two parody commercials where he's like creating like satirical, like tongue in cheek Ryan Reynolds fucking, you know, Deadpool, where he plays Ryan Reynolds in everything and and just because he was also in movies and he also has a creative shop like he's not a visionary no. he's just this guy that does has does two jobs yeah go off alex he does two fucking jobs <laughs> he's an he he he's an actor and he also is a creative oh it must be hard ryan reynolds oh i'm a big actor i yeah, do yeah, creative yeah. stuff too yeah i mean and and let's let's also say i got to have to say this this commercial is awful. Like it's truly, <laughs> truly bad. He plays like some like fake Ted Lasso, Ted Lasso. fucking off-brand Ted Lasso. <laughs> he plays some shitty version of Ted Lasso, and he's in a locker room giving a speech to his players, asking them about cybersecurity. There's not a single laugh in this commercial. It's not even witty. It's not like it's. There's nothing redeeming about this. And he's an investor in this fucking company. And so now he's probably brokering these big deals where he's an investor. And then they have to use this fucking shitty ad shop to make fucking Ryan Reynolds type commercials with Ryan Reynolds starting looking at camera, talking in his fucking Ryan Reynolds voice, just doing his exact narration. Just like he's in on the joke, but it's stupid and it's funny and it's not funny. It's not creative. It's never been funny. It's never been funny. Ryan Reynolds fucking get out of here. He's bro. made some of the worst movies of all time. Yeah. Like, I watched one with my cousins this mm-hmm. holiday season yep. called Waiting. Okay. And if you've seen it, you probably know that it's just, I don't even want to go into it, yeah. but like, mm-hmm. it's just like the worst fucking movie ever and he yep. plays the same character. He's like a, a yep. slimy dirtbag that's yep. like kind of... Yep. funny but charming yeah like yeah you know he has like a, a good side to him but he's like just an asshole kind yep. of sometimes and like mm-hmm. or not sometimes all the times but just like sit sit the fuck down dude it's, like, it sounds we like need the you move- to, we need you to remove yourself like you don't really have that much talent yeah like yep you know it's easy for us to say as we're sitting in our you know yeah <laughs> as we're sitting here but yeah you know, yeah i mean it reminds me of the the movie that i made it halfway through free guy where he plays Ryan Reynolds in a uh, video game where he plays a tertiary character and becomes the main uh, main actor or main, you know, sort of main star of this video game. Yes, that is a dude who has main character syndrome. Main character syndrome. Thank you, Kevin, for um, reminding me what this movie is about. Yes, he's a tertiary character. He becomes the main character in this video game. Movie is awful. He plays Ryan Reynolds, and he just, you know, there's nothing redeeming, not nothing funny, and he's awful. He's one of those guys that would probably be on TikTok for like mm-hmm. a week until yeah. their publicist was like, hey, like you're mm-hmm. getting flamed. Like this is not good for your image. Like yeah. you're looking really, really like just... Mm-hmm. 
out of touch and you don't know what the hell's going on. So just just delete the app. Don't ever go on it again. Yeah, I mean, listen, and I, the thing that makes me so bothered by Ryan Reynolds, like, and this is something that I've, I'm so thankful that I finally have a chance to get this off my chest, is that just like the way in which they talk about Ryan Reynolds, like in the press, it's like TechCrunch, how Ryan Reynolds has mastered authentic marketing. <laughs> it's like, please stop it. Like he made a couple decent commercials with with him playing Ryan Reynolds, I really the hope camera, that you know? I really hope that that for his sake, that is not his authentic self that he's playing. It's just like he just plays the same thing over and over and over, and like it's just how Ryan Reynolds has quietly become the most sought after ad man in the industry. It's like just stop it, stop it. He made two decent commercials, and they weren't anywhere near. Anything that Wyden and Kennedy or Ogilvy or fucking a million ad shops have been doing for years and years and years. Why Ryan Reynolds is an advertising genius. Forge marketing. Mm-hmm. These are real articles. Hey, maybe he is an advertising genius. Let's get him on the podcast. So Ryan up? Reynolds explains the sale and future of his agency. He already sold his agency. <laughs> the man has been doing this for 10 minutes and he is already he's already he's s- already cashed out. <laughs> He's already cashed out. He, he started in 2018 and sold out in fucking three years. I mean, I have some respect for him now. That's yeah? pretty cool. Good for him. Yeah. I mean, Jesus Christ. And is is my hatred of Ryan Reynolds uh, uh, based in some sort of jealousy? Some sort of absolutely. Do I wish I looked like Ryan Reynolds and people would write about articles about me calling me a fucking genius? Absolutely. But the fact that it's Ryan fucking Reynolds, it's like, get out of here, dude. Stop it. Stop, stop it. Stop trying to be a creative. Stop trying to be an advertising genius. And just and just just go back to making your shitty fucking movies where you play the same goddamn character in every Yeah, go movie. make Deadpool for Yeah, exactly. Ryan Reynolds, actor and dot 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 brand visionary. <laughs> Literally, I just typed in Ryan Reynolds advertising, and these are the things. Alex, we should get him on the pod. How Ryan Reynolds' marketing agency keeps making viral hits. You know, if he is a brand visionary, there's no better podcast for him to come on than Front and Center. The marketing genius of Ryan Reynolds. You know, I'm going to get Ryan Reynolds on this podcast. That's my 2023 goal. So, uh, shout out to Ryan Reynolds. Uh, Kevin, you got I'm also, I'm going to cut that Ryan Reynolds segment a little bit. Yeah, we went a little little bit too too far. Um, Kevin, do you have any other uh, things we need to say before we wrap up and get out of here? Uh, buy your tickets to the die line thing, uh, that we're going to be hosting. Yep. Uh, at how design live. Yep. Die line conference. Die line conference at how design live. How design live. May 22nd, May 22nd, the 24th Heinz convention, Heinz convention center, Boston, Massachusetts, Get inspired. Get inspired. Get connected. Get connected. Get creative. Get creative. Thanks, guys. We'll see you there. See ya. I'm loving it. Is this the place to eat? Since I don't cook, I'll just rock to the beat. I'm loving it. At the end of the day, to relieve the stress, we add a little play. I'm loving it. Sometimes we have mishaps. You just overcome and adapt to setbacks. I'm loving it. You know you're my world. How could I mind love taps from my girl? McDonald's.